The following podcast contains spoilers for Men from the Monastery, a.k.a. Dragon's Teeth, a.k.a. Disciples of Death, a.k.a. Shaolin ZD. You have been warned! What's up, everybody? My name is Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. God, I'm right in the nipple. Why'd you do that? I like your nipple. I mean, uh, what? Yes. Yes. How's it going, Glenn? It is going so good, my brethren. We we watched movies. We watched movies. That's what this platform's all about. We're watching them, and we're reviewing them. And Spoiler we did alert. Them. We've watched at least one film this week. At least. Now, uh, between the, the question, both of us, I know we watched more than one. <laughs> yes, the real question is, have you watched more than one, Glenn? I have watched one, two, three, four, five, including Ooh. The Men from the Monastery. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kicked it up a little bit. There was a yes, like, did. I, I have, like, these days where I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to watch, like, four movies today. Mm-hmm. And I do. And it feels good. But, uh, but then I've got a whole week where I'm like, you know what? Forget about movies. Yeah. And then there's another day, which is two day, on Tuesdays, Aha! where I'm like, <laughs> let's watch a bunch of movies again. So yeah. to begin with, I think after uh, when we recorded last time, uh, I watched three movies. And then, of course, today before I watched another two, including our one. So to begin with, I watched East Side Sushi, which came out in 2014, directed by Anthony Lucero. Um it's mostly like a Hispanic film about a, a Hispanic girl who's trying to like provide for her family and like she's trying to stay in the food business. So mm-hmm. she ends up uh, getting hired at a Japanese restaurant, learning how to make sushi, and just trying to be a better chef and suit like sushi chef or like become one period because they're mostly Japanese men, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a nice little up-and-coming story about how she's wanting to rise about being a sushi chef, and it may, eventually, maybe she'll get there. Ooh. So it was a nice little heartwarming thing. What's that called again? East Side Sushi. Mm. And that's on Netflix also. Cool. I saw it on there. I'm like, I could use some sushi. So I watched it, and now I'm hungry for sushi and never got any. So that was cool. Um, the next one that I watched was Malcolm and Marie, which just came out this year. Um, it's starring, you know, uh, John David Washington and Zendaya. I got yelled at because I said Zendaya a lot, and I got called a boomer. I was like, okay, hey, Zendaya? I, I From guess. who? Uh, younger who you? people. Oh my god, <laughs> younger people are the worst. But not as bad just... as not as bad as boomers. I was like, ah. <laughs> but hey, hey, un- until we destroy your economy and then blame it on you, you can't call us boomers, Gen Z. Yeah, I was calling her Zen- Zendaya, and she's like, it's Zendaya, you freaking boomer. I'm like, all right. All right. Uh, anyway, so th- this was getting a lot of flack for basically John David Washington's kind of like a he's like in his mid 30s I believe um in yeah. Zendaya Zendaya whatever um let's is, just say Zendaya to piss them off yeah let's Zendaya she uh she she's <laughs> she's kind of younger she's like she's above 21 but like she's getting yeah. a lot of flack because she looks younger and she he's does. like this middle-aged man um but going into that I didn't care about that I was like these are two really great actors of our time right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this film. I knew nothing about it other than these two are basically the only ones in it, which is 
No, they're literally the only two in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sam Levinson or Levinson uh, Levinson directed it. I don't exactly remember what he did off the top of my head. He did uh, Euphoria. Yeah, Euphoria actually um, also has Zendaya, so that makes sense that he probably snagged her up again yeah. for another role. Um, but I had never watched any of the other things that he did besides that. I did want to watch Euphoria because it looked good um, as far as that looked. But, but that's beside the point. This movie is what I'm talking about. This movie, the chemistry between these two and like how they work off of each other is so freaking phenomenal to me. Phenomenal to me. I know a lot of people hated this movie because they were like, this is the most toxic thing I've ever seen. These people should just break up like this. <laughs> Well, th- th- that's the thing. Like, you don't have to like relationships and stories. Like, yeah. just because you think something's toxic does not mean that it is not a good story. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what um, uh, there's a film from the '60s or '70s. I forget what it, I feel like it's uh was eating Virginia, not Gilbert Grape. Um, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf? I think it is. Um, I haven't watched it, but I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> uh, or it's something, I don't know. There's a few movies uh, from that era that are, like, the same. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And the entire thing is, like, a dinner party where one couple's, like, pretty normal. And then the, the host couple's, like, losing their mind and, and mm-hmm. very toxic. And, then like, it's it's a classic. Like, you don't have to agree with a couple being together. Not th- Things don't need to be a good example of life. Yeah, for for it to be high quality in art, like if if art was always good people doing good things, it would be very boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the story is kind of about uh, this filmmaker and his girlfriend come home from a premiere, and it went exceedingly well. And then it kind of goes downhill from here, from uh, the girlfriend's perspective. And then the, she shoots arguments back and forth, and then he shoots arguments back. It just—I thought it you goes, were about to say she shoots him. I'm like, yeah, Dude, she murders the man. Spoiler with alert! Jesus Christ! Uh, no, I really want you to watch this, so I don't want to spoil too yeah. much because uh, I want to see your opinion on it as well. Uh, anyway, I want you to watch it because I thought their relationship was great. I thought the the way they talked to each other was great. And I, in a way, I kind of like wish that I kind of had that without the toxicity, like to be open with somebody like they do in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want you to watch it. I want to talk to you more about it. Yeah. But uh, I think to me, these guys definitely deserve some sort of Oscar nomination in the mm-hmm. in the slightest. Yeah. Because uh, it was um, it was definitely noteworthy for me. The only reason I haven't watched it yet, I think I told you this already. I thought it was directed by Lenny Abrahamson, mm-hmm. who did Room and uh, Frank and uh, a few other great films. Yeah. And then I found out it was not Lenny Abrahamson. It was instead Sam Levinson, which I have no qualms with Sam Levinson. I don't think I've seen anything he's made, so I don't really have an opinion of him. But just yeah, the disappointment that yeah, it the wasn't. the disappointment that it wasn't that other guy. Yeah. That, and, that, like, looking at the names, they're not the same, but they kind of are in a way <laughs> if, if if you just quickly glance at it like i did it's like oh, yeah okay <laughs> yeah they're not they're not even like this it's just like two random names that kind of yeah. like look exactly the same in a way it's yeah kinda, it's kind of funny when you send it to me other than that i watched a monster calls that was a it was a, it was a good little film I first time watching it that was my first time watching. i can mm. remember i wanted to see it with you when it was in theaters yeah um monster calls 2016 jay boyana um, it had Sigourney Weaver, Felicity Jones, Liam Neeson, and Louis Mc, uh, Dougal. Uh, Dougal. Not as good as Dougal. Uh, 
It's not as good as I thought it was going to be, honestly. Yeah, I was a little disappointed by it um, when I saw it. I still really like it. Mm-hmm. But that trailer is amazing. Yeah, the trailer and really kicks ass, and uh, I actually hadn't really heard much about it like since it came out. Yeah, I just wanted to avoid it because I wanted to watch it on my own. But uh, I didn't keep my expectations too high. But I was a little bit disappointed in it. But also, it was a good story being yeah. told and how it was told and everything like that, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one that I watched was War with Jason Statham and Jet Li from 2007 and man did this movie eat complete ass <laughs> it was it looks I, like it would I, I was kind of watching the back i'm like i'm gonna watch some fighting stuff like get ready for this i'm gonna watch <laughs> i want to watch jet lee and jason statham fight each other and then it, it was a terrible plot mm-hmm. with what what could have been a good like twist just with how it was handled, it was just abysmal to me. Mm-hmm. I, it's a, it was a good background movie, I will say that, to watch just like Jet Li just punching people and stuff like that. But other than that... What year did that come out? 2007. Okay. So I know these guys did more movies together, and I'm trying yeah. to watch those, but uh, other than that, it was, this was a good like uh, time waster. Yeah. <laughs> now, that came out when I was working at the theater... But for some reason, I have, like, a vivid memory of renting it from Hollywood Video. Oh, yeah. Between that and Blockbuster. I think but I, then, I had originally seen this from my dad picking up at Blockbuster yeah, like it was remembering. It was definitely heavily advertised. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not 100% sure I rented it from Hollywood Video. I just, I, yeah. I remember it vividly, but I don't, because re- I don't remember the movie at all. Mm-hmm. I just remember the poster. <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't that great. I yeah. will say that. At all, mm. period. But uh, having Jason Statham pass as American is always funny to me. Did he pass he, or no? Just... He doesn't. That's the that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's all you watched this week? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I watched five movies, including Men from the Monastery. So we're kind of in the same boat here. Mm. Uh, I also watched a mini docu series, which I want to discuss. Um, just because I saw a commercial that reminded me of it, like, literally the day I finished watching it. Okay. Uh, the first one I watched was The Little Things with Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Golden Globe nominations and SAG nominations came out last week, and Jared Leto was on both of them for supporting actor. And I was very upset about that, not because of Jared Leto, but also because of Jared Leto, but also because I feel like there are other supporting actors who deserve it more than him. So I went to watch this just to see what all the hullabaloo was about. Yes, I said mm-hmm. hullabaloo, and I, I realized that that does not help our boomer I was about to say, argument. the boomer argument is here now. <laughs> We're technically sure. not boomers. Leave us alone. <laughs> um, but uh, we, uh, so I, I went to watch it. I, I went to hate watch it, if you will. Like I went in wanting to pick it apart yep uh the movie itself is mediocre but i gotta say i understand why jared leto was nominated he's actually very good in it uh he's the only redeem not the only he's the best part of it however i still feel other people deserved it over him but i'm not as angry about it anymore okay um so that's the little things uh a little cop drama about a serial killer um was he the serial killer he was the he was Ooh. well. That's the thing. It makes sense. Now. You might not find out. I'm I'm not going to spoil it, but you might <laughs> not find out. There's definitely questions about it. Oh, uh, but a he, little mystery. Yeah. He is definitely, probably, possibly <laughs> 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 the serial killer. Beautiful. Um, 
but yeah, it's it does have a, a nice little mystery, but it's definitely they started like trying to get it made in the early '90s, and it feels like it has not been through a rewrite since the early '90s. Okay, so it does feel dated. It doesn't feel of the time, but it's an okay movie. Um, then I watched uh, a. a f- uh, international film from Denmark called Another Round with our boy Moss Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is directed by the same guy who did The Hunt. So it's The Hunt uh, director, uh, something Vinterberg, I forget what his first name is, um, and Moss Mikkelsen getting back together. This is about essentially uh, a group of teachers putting to test this theory that men are born with a blood alcohol level that is negative 0.05%. So that... Interesting. The reason many great writers and scientists and whatnot drink is because they work better when they drink. Yeah. So they put that to the test and spend, like, way too long drunk. And I, I felt that in my heart just now. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> it goes pretty much as you would assume it does, but it's a really good movie. Uh, I'm not going to give any more away than that. But yeah, it, it's, this is one that was on my radar because yeah. I love I love Mass. Yeah, so. yeah, Mass Mickelson. And uh, but yeah, I highly suggest that one. That's one's really good. Then I watched Men from the Monastery. We'll get to that in a second. Then I watched a documentary called Last Breath, which is about this. Uh, it's it follows the story again. It's a documentary, so it is true. This uh, diver, deep, 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 deep sea diver uh, that is the kind that like works on. Uh, underwater oil rigs like several hundred meters underneath the surface mm-hmm. um he gets detached from his uh umbilical cord uh like the thing that gives him hot water to keep him warm and and uh, oxygen and all that during a storm and uh his backup reserve only has about five minutes of oxygen in it but Ooh. The, his rescue is like 30 minutes away. Jesus. Uh, so I'm not going to tell anything else about that, but it's a documentary following that story. It interviews the people actually in it. They do reenactments with the people who actually participated in it, but like they're not cheesy reenactments. They're like brilliantly yeah. shot and directed reenactments. Okay. That like you, if you told me these people were actors, I would believe you because they're that compelling, the reenactments. Um, and it also has real footage from, like, security cameras of when it happened and everything. That's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's called Last Breath. I believe that's on Netflix. It's either on Netflix, Hulu, or a- Amazon. It's on one of those three. But I, I highly suggest it's a very fast-moving. It's an hour and a half, but it does. It feels like 40 minutes. Like, that's how fast it moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really suggest it. Uh, then uh, me and some of my friends went to see uh, the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring in IMAX because they decided of all times now to re-release it in IMAX for the very first time. So we saw Fellowship of the Ring. You know, that's great as usual. It is amazing. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we get to see Two Towers and Return of the King as well, but that mm-hmm. remains to be seen. And then we watched uh, Challenge, or we, by we, I mean me, uh, <laughs> I watched the mini docuseries Challenger, The Final Flight, which is about the uh, space shuttle Challenger uh, disaster that happened in 86, I believe, January 28th, 86. I feel like that's what it was, um, when they had a teacher who was going to be on that flight, and it unfortunately exploded. 
during takeoff, and it kind of goes into the background, talks about the teacher a lot, which was nice, talks about all the astronauts, which I feel like the rest of the astronauts, because a civilian was in there, yeah, get overshadowed a lot by the fact that the civilian also died there. Um, so it's like a nice little homage to them, and also kind of gives you a lot of information on what exactly happened. Uh, that is on Netflix. I highly suggest people check that out. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I saw a commercial. I think it's uh, the SpaceX program um, is trying to get civilian uh, participants to apply mm-hmm. to a space shuttle program. That's probably not going to happen, or not space shuttle, but like one of their launches. That's yeah. probably not going to happen for like five to ten years. But they, yeah. they're starting to get applicants already. I, I know and there would be a lot of people signing up for that yeah. for sure uh, i especially after watching challenger i am not one of them mm-hmm. uh i am fine being on earth i will die on earth i'm yeah, fine I'm, I'm okay here i don't even go out of the state sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah i don't need to see space i see space in movies space that's good, be good on, my, on my eyes when i look up <laughs> yeah oh look look oh, at those look, stars star <laughs> like when we were filming that movie and there were so many stars compared to our light polluted area yeah yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I watched. Let's get into some news. Uh, we got some sad news, unfortunately. Do you want the um, sad news or the devastating I'll, news first? <laughs> I'll get the sad... Well, I don't know which one you're talking about, but I'll, I'll get this. <laughs> I'll get the... To me, it's more devastating news. Yes. Uh, that Christopher Plummer, unfortunately, passed away on February 5th. Uh, I don't believe there is a, a uh, cause of death released just yet. However, he was 91. So... Uh, Oh, apparently, literally just popped up. Complications from a fall, oh. um, which, uh, you know, that's that's sad. But he was 91, so mm-hmm. uh, not to say that it makes it any less sad. But we lost a great, uh, great actor who we actually just covered his movie, The Exception, yeah, a few weeks ago. We actually few few just gave ago. him a shelf boy not that long ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a great actor. Uh, often, even by me, overlooked just because he is such a, you know, he... he be- comes as characters in mm-hmm. a way and, and isn't so much a personality himself yeah um so yeah that's unfortunate it's a big loss and uh to move on to another loss uh disney shutting down ice age animation studio blue sky mm-hmm. uh those are the people who made such things as ice age ice age 2 ice age 3 <laughs> ice age 4 ice age 5 uh it's like i don't know how many there actually are they also but, made uh, rio too right uh, i i I think uh i think they also did the peanut movie yeah rio and the peanuts movie that came out in 2015 which is a great movie if anyone uh-huh. hasn't seen it the peanuts movie is probably one of the best popular animated films um but obviously the most noteworthy of their movies was obviously ice age um, yeah so i well, guess which one one two three four five or six uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> um uh but yeah that's that's a 20 year old studio that unfortunately is getting shut down um, whether or not they might pop back up in the future, who knows? Um, but I know because of uh, COVID, and also I think their last movie didn't feature too well. Um, I know that for otherwise reasons, like they were doing pretty good. They were making money every time they were doing stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but my my, uh, my guess is that they're just going to consolidate everything into one yeah. uh, studio. Well, two studios because they're probably they're never going to consolidate Pixar into Disney Studios. Yeah, uh, and if they do, I will, I will riot much like Trump supporters yeah. riot at Rain the Capitol. Rain hellfire. That's what Only... we'll do. <laughs> that is what we'll do. And I'll gladly turn myself into the FBI after that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that that's a shame. But uh, 
you know, they already owned it, so it's not like I don't think much is going to change. They yeah. might not make another Ice Age movie, but but who knows? I know I think yeah. spies spies in disguise or whatever it was spies whatever that that's the probably oh, that one that was a, that see that one came out at the beginning of COVID. How can yeah, they, so how like, can they really judge it from that? So that's that's kind of the one that it didn't do well. That's so. just not fair. Yeah, it's it's really not. Uh, but other than that, we can. Kinda, yeah, I feel like we can move on. on. We can move on to Men from the Monastery, aka Dragon's Teeth, aka Disciples of Death, aka Shaolin ZD. My father was murdered, and you know it too. He killed himself, and that is that. <laughs> you, Chen, you want trouble? You're just protecting Chen Lun. I'm going to get them, though. Now Chin Chung and his men have raised Shaolin. But as long as we live, we shall fight. Men from the Monastery. And now I have to pull up the full summary because it's a long one. Uh, when the godfather of kung fu film Chang Che uh, decided to tell their stories with Alexander Fusheng, uh, Chen Quan Ti, or Tai, and Chi Quan uh, Chun in the roles, it was a cause for celebration. The film is one of the most beloved in the director's filmography. Each hero is given his own story, and when they all come together in a final day-long battle with hundreds of troops, the effect is unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it that did. Was that was... You know, you stumbled a bit, but it's fine with how long it was. It was, it was the yeah. names. It was the, I always stumble yeah, on that's, names. That's perfectly fine, and now it's my turn to try the names. Uh, directed by Che Chang, written by Che Chang and Kuang Ni. It is starring Quan Tai Chang, Shang Fu, Quan Chong Chi, and Chi Hong Chang. Uh, and uh, uh, many more. Um, and yeah, this was a, a uh, streaming roulette mm-hmm. pick. And not technically, um, but yes, it was not eventually. technically, but then also eventually we made it. So yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. It was uh, I I've seen kung fu movies, but not from this era before. At least not yeah. that I can remember. Uh, so it was the first time like seeing like a seventies um, kung fu film uh, with you know all the ridiculous fighting and mm-hmm. and. Uh, in the, in the blood. Yeah, the... it it takes no time getting going either. It, oh, it's yeah. like right it out kicks, of the gate. Kicks right into gear. Yeah. Um. So yeah, where do we where do we start with this one? Uh, I mean, we can talk about how how it's like uh, laid out. Um. So the the movie is basically it's three different. If you didn't catch the synopsis, there it's three different tales mm-hmm. combined into like one movie. It's like three different men how they gather together and what happens towards the end when they all do gather together. Yeah. Um, uh, sh- I got to remember who, which one started first. It was, I think it was, uh, uh, Fang Shi Yu, which is played by, uh, Shang Fu. Um, actually, no, I'm, I'm, uh, certain it was him. Cause he's, he's the, sh- he's the one that goes down the hallway and fights two people, uh, Every think, time was it was it Shang Fu? This is this is the I, I kept getting mixed between the two or three guys all the time, and it made my brain hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them has a fan, and that's that, it. he was he was the original first character. Yeah, that was Shang Fu. Oh, the actor's name is Shang Fu. Character's name is Feng Shiyu. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so it starts off with him, this this little cocky dude who who bathed in tonic water and basically is kind of invincible, which the tale yeah, kind goes. Of, kind of like a Greek mythology with Achilles, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, his mother dipped him into a, a river that made him immortal, but her hand covering his Achilles uh, made him thing. And instead, in this one, his taint is mm-hmm. very, uh, <laughs> very the old, sensitive. The old, the old scrote, you know? And honestly, like... I know that that probably in in Chinese culture and and maybe even like in American culture back then was not funny. Yeah. But I couldn't help but think it was funny. Oh, absolutely, especially it when was, it happens. Like yeah. when when they say it in the beginning, you're kind of like, "Oh, okay, it's kind of random." Yeah. Um, he's like they make sure you stab him upwards when he's in the in the air. Is right in the what taint. They say in the beginning. Right Get in it. the taint. And then uh, <laughs> towards the end of the movie, I mean, we're catching up though, way faster than we should, but well, yeah. uh, maybe maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Let's get there. So it tells <laughs> the story about him. Uh, basically, he has to go through this kind of uh, a test to see if he's strong enough to proceed from where he stands in the Shaolin uh, mm-hmm. schooling, and he has to fight the the wooden wooden men. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the wooden these wooden men guys. You have to surpass this test, pass these like eight dudes to fight, and eventually he does. Yeah. And uh, then one of his friends, a couple of years later, uh, meets up with him, or they meet meet each other again, and then they uh, then they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna learn how to you know balance on poles and and fight," and then that guy dies. And then he, he gets brutally him. murdered with oh, an axe. hundred percent. Like in a completely unfair fight, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it, it's like six dudes in him. Six dudes in him, and then one of the dudes has an axe and hits him while he's fighting mm-hmm. someone else. Like it is, it is insane. But it also led up to the, one of the coolest segments in this film, which is mm-hmm. when uh, um, Feng Shi Yu fights the guy that killed his friend on the poles i forget exactly what the name was but it was like this trial that had they had to fight while standing on on multiple poles like a grid of poles and then in the empty spaces where they could fall were sharp sharpened bamboo yeah, it was it was in um, a pit of uh, sharpened bamboo at the bottom yeah. and well, that segment was just really interesting and and mm-hmm. uh and cool to watch and we had great choreography uh it really like upped the intensity in in my opinion yeah um and also just the violence was something that was not really seen in American films back then. Mm-hmm. There was there was American mainstream. Going on. Yeah, American mainstream films. I mean, you obviously had like yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was around this time, but that wasn't mainstream until I think a few years later. Mm-hmm. Um but it, yeah, it, it was just really the choreography was just amazing, which I fully expected it to with being a kung fu film. Yeah. Um so, so you had that that little uh, revenge story at the end there, where he's trying to, excuse me, um, trying to avenge his his friend that was trying to teach him how to, you know, first off fight on these poles, and then mm-hmm. he, he ends up killing it. I think it was was it like a rival like school? It was like a rival school that he was like. I they think were the entire against. thing is is like rivalries between schools, mm-hmm. um, and then they and start... then eventually get the 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 um, government gets involved a little bit. Yeah. The, the government and his uh, uh, Fang Shi Yu's uncle mm-hmm. um, gets involved, which I believe 
his whole thing was that he was trying to start like a, a, a rival school or whatever. I don't even know what his uncle did or where he lived in the beginning uh, and how that adds he up even to... Pro- he even protected him in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe maybe he just became too much that he wanted to do put things into his own hands, you know, and, yeah. at the end. But uh, who, who's who's after that? Was it Hung? I think Hung's after... Let me let me take a gander. Um, yeah, the, the second one. See, uh, Fang Shi Yu is the most memorable to me. Yeah, it's, um, Hung Hung is the next one, uh, the next story. So like these these stories of these men take place in like kind of fifteen minute increments, and then they yeah. all gather together for like the last uh, act and go all balls out. But uh, Hung's story was basically uh, he was this one one guy whose father ends up getting killed. Um, while gambling, and then and the uh, government doesn't even do anything. Yeah, about they don't. It. They don't do anything when he tries to do it's something. Like, oh, they, he died of natural him. causes. You're like natural causes. He was stabbed 18 yeah, times. He, he, <laughs> he has bruises all over his body. Yeah, that's right. He he wasn't stabbed. It was just yeah. bruises. <laughs> um, but uh, so like he's he's trying to avenge his father's death because yeah. the people who killed him was actually a a a, um, a rival school. Yeah, it was like a, um, another, it was a monk rival school again. So he went yeah. in there, balls blazing, punching everybody in the face, but also getting his ass kicked multiple mm-hmm. times in many fights. Yeah. And then eventually we get Shang Fu, who comes back, uh, or otherwise known as Fang, as the actual character. He comes by and he helps the man out for a good three years, teaches him the way of his fists. Mm-hmm. And then the man comes back and lo and behold, he kicks their fucking ass. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Um, and between just beginning with these two fights alone, like these two like sequences of the like, characters, there's a lot of fights that go on and this is like half an hour that's an understatement (laughs) yeah there's a lot of fighting in this half hour and this is just between the two stories half an hour of a lot of fighting going on and they're really Mm -hmm. well done yeah um uh and then you got anything to say before i move on to the last character uh not not something that would not uh break the flow so let's just Mm -hmm. go with the last character and then get into other stuff and then you have the uh, the last character here, who I, I might need more help with this this story because it was a little bit confusing to me. Um, well, it was confusing is, to me as well. So. Whose whose character? Um, which uh, he, he kind of he's kind of like different from the other two, where um, now the government's kind of involved. I think, mm-hmm. and I and I'm sorry if I could be wrong. It was kind of hard to keep up with. Because it, it is a lot happening very fast, and and it's it's one of the rare movies where I feel like subtitles was more of a hindrance. Yeah, just because you have to read, but then a lot of them go by really quickly because yeah. in in Mandarin you can say a lot more in a small amount of time. Yeah, because there there was there was so much happening that it definitely was hard to keep up with, and then you're also reading on top of it, and then you're kind of getting mic- names mixed up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure with uh, whose character the government actually started getting involved, and then uh, you know, so did so did who, and then yeah. um, basically uh, with whose character, I, I think that he ended up like trying to help in some way with with all these like monk uh, rivalries and then ended up getting a bounty put on him and then like the people from his school ended up getting like killed off because they're trying to get to who uh, I could 
be wrong, but that's how I that, got the gist out of it. That's what I got out of it too. Uh, but if I'm honest, like this was definitely I'm with you. It was the most confusing one. Yeah. So like just because you already got the basis of the other two characters, and then they throw you into another one where you're learning all there. And there's a lot of people to look at in Who's as well. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of getting a lot from his. You're you're kind of being overburdened by his the most not burdened but like overwhelmed um but uh, so the government starts getting involved and then uh one of his his friends are captured and then uh he has to combine forces get some allies to fight the government because you know they're you know they're starting to get involved um yeah, you so gotta fight the government. You gotta fight the government, man. They're 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 not they're not doing what they need to do, which is help the little people, and the little people are getting bullied, and that's what this thing comes into, which is they're, you know, they're, they're basically the three musketeers here. Yeah. So they finally they're the men come from the together. monastery. Goddammit. <laughs> the dragon's teeth. The the <laughs> disciples of death. Exactly. The Shaolin ZD. Yep. So now you've got <laughs> now you've got this final act where they're all coming together, which is which is pretty cool. And then you've you've got this whole shebang. They've mm-hmm. been they've been taking uh, refuge in this old abandoned uh, monk temple or not temple, but uh, uh, this school. Um, and they've they've been trying to gather forces so they can fight on these people and then they get a little bit of ambushied a little yeah, bit of, and then bit of it's like a really really long fight and the most badass uh scenes to ever happen yeah the the, the ending fight was definitely my favorite part mm-hmm. someone uh, gets stabbed in the tank someone gets stabbed in the tank <laughs> and also at some point it changes from color to black and white yeah and then and sepia I'm curious, as well yeah i'm curious if that was an artistic decision or if the sensors forced them to yeah because uh, i could see it go either way because just by looking at it in black and white there's, there's a lot more blood a lot of, in, a lot of liquids going on in there. yeah and and then it goes back to color which makes me think that it was just that segment was a, a little too gory for the sensors back then mm-hmm. uh, but it, honestly like it kind of made it cool in a way yeah uh, especially especially when one person ends up getting stabbed and it flashes to this red and then it changes the tint obviously of the film yeah. to like a the, i think it was the sepia um it was cool maybe a little bit longer than it should have i mean again the choices there are kind of unknown to us at least mm-hmm. as to why it went so long but for sure uh, it was a cool it was a cool moment and I liked the flashes of when people got stabbed. It kind of felt like a really old classic movie where like it just yeah. was like Dink. ah yeah. I also I also like the assistance of the sound effects. There was like different sounds for when things were blocked and different sounds for when things hit. Mhm. Similar to how it is today, but back then they repeated them instead of having different ones for each hit. Yeah. Um so it was it was kind of funny in that in that uh, respect. Uh, I really like the style of of this whole film. It kind yeah. of, in a way, this is going to sound really weird. It reminded me stylistically of West Side Story, specifically the <laughs> the beginning opening like credit sequence mm-hmm. when it has like the the columns and lines of of uh, of um, people doing uh, kung fu. 
and uh, it just it just gave me such West Side Story vibe, uh, story vibes without the snapping and singing. Obviously, you you heard it here first, first folks. If you watched uh, West Side Story, definitely give Men from the Monastery a watch. Yeah, you'll love it. They're spiritual spiritual successors, really. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not really. Just really, just in that beginning just, sequence. Yeah, just the way it felt. And then yeah. the the gang violence, of course, yeah. which is kind of. Uh, humorous in its own respect at certain times um but yeah this this film is just the best of 70s actions movies in my opinion Mm -hmm. uh the tagline you're gonna love this tagline it's down it's dirty it's deadly and they're damned in a kung fu inferno of blood and guts (laughs) (laughs) i mean they're not lying it's yeah definitely a lot of blood and guts yeah um yeah, I, I definitely loved, I think the most about this was how much fighting there was, how much fight choreography wa- there was, Absolutely. and how much they they made that the focus, because they were all fighting for something. Each character, each story they were telling, and then when they finally came together, fighting until the end. Um, it was it was really cool of how they, they did that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, even the characters, I mean, they all... The only one that I I hated, like, not hated, just kind of disliked, because he's so fucking cocky about himself at all times, is uh, Fang with the, the fan. He's like, to me, that guy at the bar who snaps his finger at, at the, the bartender yeah, trying to get I a drink. I'm like, ah, come on, man. I, I, I loved and hated him in that yeah, sense. But, like, you um, understand it, because this man is, is basically invincible. He has every right to be cocky oh, until yeah. he gets stabbed in the taint. And so he got stabbed in the taint. And, and then... Did. When when he takes the the sword out of his taint, mm-hmm. uh, they put that actor in serious harm because they threw that sword up in the air. Yeah, he, he, uh, he threw that thing and it went right it, next to his taint it, again. <laughs> it landed right next to his taint and stuck in the ground. So it was a real, at least yep. like I don't think it would have done like severe damage, but it would have hurt at the very From least. From that altitude and the way it was going, it could have done something. Yeah, but it could, he could have been stabbing the taint cool. all over again. It looked really cool. So yeah, that well, was cool. Cool for the seventies. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of kind of humorous today. My man just if, my man took the sword out of his bum and said, "Yeet!" Threw yeah. it in the air, <laughs> and then it landed on the ground all in one shot. It was. Beautiful. I'll show you to stick in my taint. Let me show you something, friend. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was that was really cool. Just the and aspect then of the fighting and he choreography. He died instantly. Mm-hmm. From being stabbed in the as, taint, he died instantly. Uh, I mean, I would too, if I'm being honest. I wouldn't I want mean, to live a moment after that. If if I'm honest, you probably wouldn't. You probably would want to. I would absolutely want to. I'm like, this man just stabbed me in the taint deliciousness. I'm going to die now. <laughs> How many times can we say taint on this I podcast? I was about to say, worried there's going to be a counter at some point. <laughs> Um, oh man! Uh, uh, but but I, how did how did you feel about the hair scarves? That's what I want to know. I, I you know I was like I was kind of digging it, but then I imagined how much sweat like they were like producing and how much was getting in the hair. I'm like, oh, oh that's God. kind of cool. I never kind of really seen that before. Yeah, and uh, then you're like, ooh. And I played a lot of Tekken. Okay. Um, <laughs> As we all know, Tekken is known for its accuracy. I was about to say they do really well with like the fighting styles of each different character. Anyway, yeah. moving, moving on. But um, but like, yeah, when they did the hair thing, like there was one prominent character which was uh, Hung, who actually did that the most. So you knew exactly which character was which just by 
who who was flinging their hair around their neck the fastest, which was his, yeah. um, all the time. So like mm-hmm. that, was, that was really cool. But no, my God, the amount of sweat that was probably built into those little braids is beyond uh, insanity. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um. Uh, which which store did you like the most? Which story? Yeah. Uh, Before probably, they all collided. Probably the middle one, Hung. I think Hung, his name is. Yeah. Was. I liked- his- his was the most compelling with the the revenge aspect, mm-hmm. and also you really rooted for him to get to. Uh, yeah, his, his took the longer for him to finding out that his dad died, and then finally getting revenge. Whereas Fang's, the revenge was almost immediate. Like yeah. it, it was right right. He literally after went the other. from poles to poles and was yeah. like, "I'm beating your ass now." And then who? Like I said, I don't really. Yeah, who's who's was definitely the him. most confusing. Yeah, um, that's not to say it's bad, but it was definitely no, the most confusing. It was, it was the most confusing because it it didn't really whose story actually it didn't really have at least as much in comparison as the others like did. Oh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I I would agree, uh, and. It kind of felt, just from what like I did gather from it, that it was like, they're like, oh shit, we're already 40 minutes into this and we need to introduce one other character before getting into the big fight sequence yeah, in the his, end. His was more of like the final straw of they all need to gather together, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it, it was a setup to the final act is what his was, yeah. for sure. So um, it was needed, it was just... Yeah. But uh, I think Hung is de- his is definitely the uh, the most compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, the the I guess the we talk a lot of positives. I guess I'll talk about some of the negatives that I didn't really enjoy about it. Is is uh, that you don't really get uh, a standing for things that take place. Like um, so, it kind of all happens so fast. Like just period between the three characters. At one in one point in Hung's three years pass and you don't know it really for me until yeah. he says, yeah, he's been training for three years. I was like, that was three seconds ago. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was I, nuts. I agree. Um, so not like, only that, but it, uh, along with their ideals as well, like yeah. they say that like the government is mad at their ideals, but they never express what their ideals are. Mm-hmm. And also, but I mean, that's semantics when you come to like a, a, an action Kung Fu movie. That's like, most people are not there for the the details of why their school is being ostracized and no one else's is. Yeah, but I mean, none of that was. I mean, the moral the moral was there is like, hey, they're not treating us right, you know. Like at least as far as the rival schools went, and then the government stepped in and they weren't doing anything morally right. But yeah, uh, you know, there was there was like. It was more. It was definitely an underdog story. Period. Like, Absolutely. like I said earlier, I read this, so I can't take the credit for it. It was like a Three Musketeers thing where they all came together, had a bout, and then eventually, maybe sadly, lost. <laughs> um, maybe we we have yeah, who, who knows? It couldn't be me. I wasn't stabbed in the taint. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. It was just hard to keep track of everything that was going on because it was happening so fast, and. Um, and also the time frames. I mean, this movie could have definitely helped itself with another maybe ten minutes of like leeway for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yep. But I mean, this was the seventies, so I mean, maybe it was a little bit harder to do that in the first place. Yeah. Especially with so much fighting going on and ass kicking. 
I don't blame them for doing what they did in the slightest. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, left, at least. Obviously, yeah. we've, we've talked quite a deal about it. But, uh, yeah, if you don't have anything, we can get into the judgment. I, I think so, too. All right. So, Glenn, uh, just because I don't like picking or making decisions first. Well, to, <laughs> And no other today, reason. This week's your week to pick first, so good luck. No! <laughs> Would You can't always rely on me, brother. So does Men from the Monastery, a.k.a. Dragon's Teeth, a.k.a. Disciples of Death, a.k.a. Shaolin ZD, make it onto the shelf? Uh, Glenn, what do oh, you we, think? I I, say, we, we can talk about it. It's fine. We can talk about um, it. It's, it's tough, you know? Because like, it's not a particularly remarkable film. Yes. But I had a shit ton of fun watching it. As far like as, far as I'm getting from, from the movie, this was... That underdog type of movie. Apparently, um, this this is like a actually solid movie from what I'm reading about it, like overseas. Yeah. So maybe it is superbly loved. Um, I mean, the fighting the fighting was fantastic. The choreography was great. The stories were hard to keep up with, which kind of dulls it down a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, the characters were fun, but. Again, like it, it all was just going so fast that it just kind of hurt itself in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough, and I don't really honestly know. But if I have to think about it, it's probably a no. Like if I have to like really yeah. really think about it, I would agree. I'm sure there are a lot better kung fu films to go on. Not that mm-hmm. we like. At, we can only pick one or whatever, but yeah. like this was a fun movie, but it has just enough problems where like, yeah, I, mean, I probably like, won't recommend it to people. Honestly, yeah, it doesn't like stand up to like Legend of the Drunken Master or anything like that to me. I haven't seen that, but yeah, sure, um, yeah, or Kung Fu Hustle, but that or was Kung like, Fu Hustle. but that was like a completely different style in a way. So, yeah. Um, those were like to to name the two biggest off the top of my head at least. Um, <laughs> and I don't I don't really have much yeah. knowledge of a kung fu movie, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a no for me. That's uh, then that is that is the unanimous. Yeah. So, Men from the Monastery, aka Dragon Seath, aka Disciples of Death, aka Shaolin ZD, does not make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our plugs for this week. Glenn Jotman Martin. Mm. Mm. What is your plug for this week? So, uh, this is going to be kind of a funny one. Um, not really uh, cringy in any way. There's there's kind of like a uh, a song in one of the uh, animes that I watched recently, uh, like mm-hmm. a couple months ago, called Berserk, um, that has just kind of been stuck in my head. And I've been playing games kind of like in my free time, just like, just relaxing, you know. Just It was, it was like games where I just run around and punch blocks and stuff like that. And uh, from from that anime Berserk, there's uh, the theme of guts, guts' theme, whatever you want to call it, um, which is it's it's like a, a three and a half minute song, but it's like so powerful and kind of moves you that like even punching a block, you're sitting there contemplating life on what you're doing in <laughs> life, contemplating punching this block while contemplating life while punching mm-hmm. the block, and it really puts you in your feels, and I really enjoy it. So my my uh, plug is going to be guts or the theme of guts from berserk um, it's a beautiful song and it makes me cry and i want to punch a block and think about life 
Yeah. So, Mike, so, what is what is your plug? <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful plug. My Thank plug. You. So this past Saturday, I attended my very first virtual concert, Ooh. which was held by Silent Planet. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit! They did not need to go as hard as they did. But they do. But also at the same time, I just completely felt bad for people who didn't have surround sound and didn't have yeah, lighting I, lighting in their basement that can like go to the beat and everything. I can imagine how the basement was doing oh, after it, that concert. I have, I have plenty of videos I can show I can you. Imagine water bottles everywhere. <laughs> blood somewhere yeah, a little all, bit. In all the drank by me, all my blood. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so their concert was incredible and I just want to give them a little plugsy. If you are into post hardcore, uh hardcore, heavy metal whatever just heavier music in general mm-hmm. check them out their lyrics are incredible they really are uh, i, I can and, atone for this as well and uh so just the band silent planet mm-hmm. and glenn you you can just put whatever silent planet song is your favorite i'll in, do my best in this part maybe so, i'll uh, put the concert in there i'll try to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Silent Planet and what was yours again? Some song from Berserk? It's a theme of Guts from Berserk, yeah. The theme of Gods from Berserk or Guts from Berserk, whatever the <laughs> hell you just said. I, I'll figure it out. Yeah, those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to uh, our assignment for next week. It is my turn to decide, Glenn. Uh, and I have a question for you before I get started. Mm. Have you signed into the Criterion channel yet? I have not, but I I will be for sure after this episode. Yes, because the film that I am suggest or uh, putting in that for as our assignment mm-hmm. is on the Criterion Channel app. Uh, if you don't have the Criterion Channel, you can do like a week's. Uh, I think it's a week free uh, that you can check it out and mm-hmm. a little uh, free trial. If you cancel it after that, I don't really care. You know, it's I'm not getting money for plugging them. Um, but it is also available on Amazon Prime to rent if you want to rent it. Uh, so, But I do suggest just checking out Criterion Channel because it is great. But the film is going to be from 2015, Victoria, which is a one-shot film. And not one-shot like made to look like one-shot. It is literally one-shot. Completely one-shot. Uh, shot over two hours, over two hours in uh, one morning. I think they got the third take is the take that is the actual film. Uh, it is written and directed, or sorry, directed by Sebastian Shipper, written by Sebastian Shipper and Olivia Nigard Holm and Elk Fre- Frederick Schultz. It's starring Laia Costa, Frederick Lau, Franz Rogowski, and Burak Yigit. And it is about... A young Spanish woman who has recently moved to Berlin finds her flirtation with a local guy turned potentially deadly as their night out with friends reveals a dangerous secret. We have to do something. Please, can can you help us? You can. Yeah? No problem. I'm the big driver. Yeah. What's happening? A private bank, Limburg and Coa. Wir wissen, dass in dem kleinen Tresor 50.000 Euro liegen. Und die will ich haben. Du schuldest mir was. Mach Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, wir machen's. Hey, hey, wir machen's. 
don't have to do this. Really, you don't have to do this. Sona, I want to go with you. So that, that is Victoria. Again, one shot, one literal shot, not made to look like one mm-hmm. shot. Uh, and we'll do some research to talk about some of the messed up shots or how this take was Just almost how messed was up. Done. How it was done. So, yeah, that is Victoria on Criterion Channel, but you can also rent it on Amazon Prime if you wish. And that is our assignment for next week. Glenn, are you excited? I'm always excited, man, yeah. especially with one-shots. They're always great. Yeah, do me a favor and try to log into Criterion Channel before Tuesday just to make sure that you can get access to I'll, it. I'll do it after this right here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Victoria is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com, on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, and, baby, we're going to put some stuff on mm, there soon. We'll hopefully. be back soon. Yes, we will. Uh, and on Letterboxd, almost forgot this part, Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we talk about just one shot. It's just one shot. It's a one shot movie. It's one shot. Do you, not miss you, your chance to blow. Mom spaghetti. Mm. Oh, I'm hungry now. Thanks. We are not boomers. Boomers.